Hello, my brothers and sisters in Christ. How are you today? You're listening to the St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, the podcast with no GMOs or high fructose corn syrup added. It's yet another Wednesday, or at least it will be when you listen to this program. Probably. And if you're like me, it's hard to get out to church during the week in Lent because of work. So if you won't get in trouble, maybe you can listen to this while you go about your tasks, or maybe on that 15-minute union cigarette break. You can listen to the sermon from our sister congregation in Sioux City and join us, at least in spirit, as we gather around God's Word. And now, let's join Pastor Allard for today's meditation. We read just a section from Ephesians chapter 5. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead. Christ will shine on you. So far, the Word of our God. When you enter a home, at night. The first thing you want to do is switch on the light so you can carefully, safely make your way around the house. I knew one member back in uh, Fort Morgan, Colorado, member of the church there, who came to church in the morning, Sunday morning with a black eye because she tripped and hit the edge of a chair. We, we turn on lights for obvious reasons. It's safer. We can actually see what we're doing around the house. But imagine turning on those lights and seeing everything everywhere. And at first, you you start to suspect, but you push back against it. It's like, no way, this did not happen to me. This didn't. But then you finally accept the truth. Thieves got into your house and ransacked everything. I had a brother in the ministry who was in Detroit. This happened twice to his parsonage. People broke in and stole stuff. Can you imagine that? Are they still in the house? You know, when are they going to come back in the house? How'd they get in? You know, you look at, at all that stuff. But so you finally accept the truth and you see the thieves actually broke in. And when God does a similar thing, he turns on the lights in our hearts. What is our first reaction? Oh, good. I'm glad you showed me my sin. Thanks, God. Thanks for the love. Thanks, Christian, annoying Christian, whoever you are, who told me God's truth. Yeah, thanks for the love. No, the first response is, I'm going to run out of this house and I'm going to ignore what I just saw. It didn't happen. Everything's fine. This is our response, our impulse, if you will. This is the truth. But so is this. God reminds us through the person he worked with who happened to be named Paul, now you are light in the Lord. You today are light in the Lord. Now, we just heard God doing one thing that he does with light. He exposes our sin. And often enough, sermons are reminders, yeah, that we are sinners. But it's not the only thing Jesus does. He also uses the light of his word to expose the love in his heart. To show us the mercy that resides within his mind. And so if we flee from that house that's been ransacked by whose sin? That's right, my own sin. If we flee from that house, Jesus is right there at the door by his grace. And he says, stop. Just listen carefully. I can clean this mess up for you. I will make it right again. In fact, and I know this sounds really strange, in spite of what you see, I cleaned it up long ago. 
And in his hands, then, we start to see as we stop panicking and start listening. Oh, that's right. Deep scars are in your hands, Lord. From the nails that held you on that cross on that dark Friday where, where you moved me out of the path of God's anger, his wrath. And you took your own justice. That's your justice, isn't it, Jesus? You took your own justice upon yourself in my place. And you picked up my shame and you injured that thing called the outer darkness. You reference that in the scriptures. The outer darkness. You went there where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and you suffered the everlasting consequence of my sin. Lord, I don't even know what that really means, but it sounds very good. In fact, it might even be the most important thing in my life. You suffered for my sin. And then you died. And then you rose again because you had conquered every trace of my darkness. Now I am listening and it's all coming back to me again, Lord. Sisters and brothers, this is the power of the resurrection in our lives. It has burst through the inner darkness in our own minds through the light of the gospel. And I quote, this is what it's done. He has made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's important to give knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ, because Jesus didn't look very glorious. There was nothing to draw our attention to him when he did his ministry here. But that is why we now know, because that light is shining into us. We now know where we have been in absolute darkness. We now know where we are. We are basking in the light. And we know where we will be. We will be in the kingdom of light. You saw a picture that it, something it could look like someday, right? The kingdom of God. That is where you're going in your future. Now we are free to live as children of light, to be a light. Now, go back to the blindness thing that we understand better. If a person is blind, he sees nothing. Yeah, of course. His world is dark, but when he sees again or sees for the first time, an entirely new world is opened up to him. I, I can't begin to imagine how this 40-something-year-old guy who had not ever seen, now he sees for the first time feet and hands, and he could look in a mirror and see his face, and maybe it was funny to his relatives and friends who knew him because he's so fascinated by looking at what he had felt for his whole life, but now he knows what it is. And then he looks at the grass and the trees and sees green, and he says, that's what you all meant by green? That's it? Wow. And the sun, that's what you meant by yellow or yellowish white, the sunlight. And then for the first time, he gets to see his mom and dad's face. Just, not just the voice. And I wouldn't blame this guy one bit if he walked up to his mom and his dad and he just put his hand on their face. That man's life was changed and everybody knew it. God works a change in the hearts and lives of those to whom he has given spiritual sight. And God's word is now a light for our path and a lamp for our feet, a light shining in a dark place. What is light meant to do now that it's there? To show us a whole new world filled with his blessings like peace.
a peace that can actually counteract this horrible thing called death. And hope. Sure promises, joy that the world can't steal out of your heart as much as it tries. And as the light of God's word keeps shining in, the Holy Spirit keeps transforming our outlook on life and changing our attitude toward God and toward other people. That's what God is getting at when he says, and I quote, the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Right? So if you were to ask a person who had just been blind, cured of their blindness, and ask if they'd like to go back to the world they once knew, you can already anticipate the answers you would get. Yeah, right. I, I enjoy stumbling in the dark, falling downstairs, running smack into walls, and having the kids laugh as I run into a wall. People even questioning my faith in God because I was blind? No way. A person like that would be the first to praise the advantages, the tremendous advantages of being able to see. What Christian would want to go back to spiritual blindness? Have you ever seen this, perceived this inside of yourself where you go back, you think back to a dark habit and you say, no, what was I thinking? And even if you still struggle with it, you're like, no, I'm not going to fall in love with it all over again. Not that sin. Nope. This is what God's light does. It changes us. What Christian would ever want to go back to spiritual blindness again? What farmer, to give the simplest picture, would want to go back to a field that produces nothing but bumper crops of weeds? He wouldn't. He would move on. You. Children of light. Notice I'm not saying you'll get there, or good luck. No, you, children of light, who have been cured of spiritual blindness, you want and you perceive this in yourselves, however imperfect it is, you perceive that you do not want to go back. The things that we are now ashamed of, you feel it sometimes. The things that did us no good before and actually put us under the wrath of a God. But I'm going to tell you, just staying away from the darkness is not all what the light does. The light also exposes things. What does our lesson say? Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. You know how your car looks when it's at night, right? Shiny, beautiful. Just think of your car for a second. But when the daylight comes and then you get the sun shining at just the right or wrong angle, and you see not just every dent and scratch, you see every little bit of dust on that car, and it's like, ugh. God's Word. This is not that much of a shift in idea or concept, is it? God's Word exposes just how far I have fallen short. Yuck. That's a good thing for me to say that of myself. Yuck. I don't want to go back to that. And it'll do the same for you. It'll do the same for other people. And instead of hiding behind this excuse of, here's the gold-plated scriptural excuse, who am I to judge? Because doesn't Jesus tell us, Pastor, judge not lest you be judged? I hope by now in our conversations, in Bible studies and sermons, you see that as a cheap excuse. All Jesus is saying is, humbly, mindful of your own sin, 
Now, speak up about attitudes and actions that, that God judges as wrong. Even the many shameful things that are done in secret. So this is a wake-up call. Wake up, O sleeper. First, me. And you. And then seek to wake up somebody. And just as we expose what displeases the Lord, don't forget the other side of that. The devil wants you to. The light of the Lord and his gospel also exposes what the truth is. Or better yet, when it says, find out what pleases the Lord in our lesson, what that literally means in the Greek is, put your stamp of approval on what pleases Jesus. And that's not some mindless thing. That's, I understand your will now, Jesus. You just said this, I approve. Now you are light in the Lord. You and I can shine as a light into a mind that is still in the darkness. A world that is terrified by death. I'm going to grant there might be a rare unbeliever who's not. But most people are. You're not. Go to a world in the darkness, fearful now of banks collapsing. Silicon Valley Bank. Anybody who knew banking knew that was coming because of the way they ran that bank and the policies they were under. Christians know more. Better. We see in this world how people are afraid of even what is right and wrong. I don't even know. And they wander aimlessly in the darkness. Not you. Does the Christian know everything about what is the right thing to do? No. But we know much more. Our eyes are open much wider. You. The world is in darkness. You're different. Let somebody see that. You have confidence in this Jesus who rules everything. You have confidence in a father who sent his one son and did not spare him, but graciously gave us all things along with the death and life of his one son. In a world of lies, in a world that is shot through with fear and deception and broken promises, not you, we can shine with a different light. We can shine. We can, in spite of the darkness, because we know that God's promise, not one, will ever fall to the ground without being fulfilled in full. God's light has pierced the darkness. In your heart, mine too, light in the world you now are. And you know what he has prepared for those who bask in his light so that others may know too. Shine. Shine. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday School and Adult Bible Study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word visit www.stmarkbemidji.org 
or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity